I want to talk to you a little bit about Hustler Turf. If you are somebody that mows your lawn and you've got, you know, three acres or under, there is a new lawnmower out that is absolutely fantastic. It's a zero-turn lawnmower made by the guys who have been making zero-turn lawnmowers for 55 years. In fact, they're the people that invented the zero-turn lawnmower. They did it for football fields and the medians and the highway, et cetera, et cetera. And they have built these things like tanks because they're supposed to run eight hours a day, six to seven days a week. That is quite a punishment for a lawnmower. This thing is never going to break down uh, on you, and it's now sized for your lawn. You have three acres or less, get a zero-turn lawnmower and uh, cut your grass in about half the time. It's Hustler Turf. There's a dealer around you, so make sure you test drive one at HustlerTurf.com. Find a, a location near you, HustlerTurf.com. a shooting of a police officer over the weekend uh he was the shooter is a member of a white nationalist a militia um as you can imagine uh he is a white supremacist the president is about to give a speech the news this morning is all about this white nationalist that killed a cop. Uh, this is, they're saying now, this is the the result of January 6th. This is because of Donald Trump. This is the danger they've warned about. Now, if a word of that were true, could you imagine what we would be in for? When I said that, did you tighten up at all like, oh, dear God, this is not going to be good? Well, that story did happen, except it's not a white nationalist. It's now a black nationalist. And, um, wow, it's interesting how the it's interesting how the media is handling this, because, yes, he was he was part of a black nationalist movement. He's a black panther, but he was a lone wolf. He was really only acting on his own. Uh, and we shouldn't condemn all Black Panthers or Black Nationalists or people that are in this militia group. And I'm sure that's exactly what would happen if the guy were white. Right? Am I right or am I right? We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Trial packs are a great invention. Uh, I love the idea of a company that says, hey, um, 70% of the people this will work for, 30% it won't. You're going to know in three weeks. We don't want to charge you more. We don't want you to you know, sign up and keep telling you, no, you keep trying. It's probably going to work for you. They say within three weeks, you're going to know. 
So that's why they have a three-week trial pack, something that y- you get that has uh, the the dose all lined up for you. So you take one in the morning, afternoon, and evening. If it works for you in the first three weeks, if you notice anything happening uh, with your pain, uh, then it's going to work for you. Keep taking it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't affect you at all, it's not going to. I like the sincerity behind something like that and the people that are saying it a relief factor. It has worked for me. It has worked for, I can't tell you how many people I know that it has worked for. We get testimonials in all the time and most of them are unsolicited. In fact, 10,000 unsolicited testimonials from customers who have just written in who just say, I just have to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's pretty amazing. It's Relief Factor. Change your life. Get your life back now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Call them now. So last Wednesday, there was a shooting of a Daytona police officer. His name is Jason Rayner. Say his name. Say his name. Jason Rayner. He's fighting for his life after being shot in the head. Uh, The suspected shooter is uh, Othel Wallace. Rhymes with waffle. Anyway, Othel uh, Wallace was apprehended now at his black nationalist militia camp. Imagine what today's world would be like if that were a white nationalist militia militia camp these people are armed to the teeth uh wallace was reportedly hiding in a tree on the georgia property and was taken into custody without any incident the the suspect in the vicious shooting of police officer say his name jason rayner was apprehended by georgia police at a black nationalist paramilitary encampment i have i have news for you If this story were about a white person, anybody who had, like my ranch, my farm, we shoot guns here. So we have a lot of guns and ammunition because we we use it as a sport. I can guarantee you, if the FBI ever marched in to my farm and like, we're confiscating guns. uh, Good luck with that. Um, Because they were all lost in a lake yesterday. I just, it's weird, isn't it? How they just disappeared. Um, I was just about to call you guys. Anyway, if that were happening, they would call my farm, my ranch, you, yours. If you have more than five guns, you will be classified as a paramilitary encampment. But this one is. Um, the Daytona police officer was shot in the head on Wednesday by uh, Wallace, his alias is Ozone. Oh my gosh, isn't that a character in the what is it, The Incredibles? Isn't it? Isn't Ozone? Uh, anyway, uh, Wallace is being held Saturday morning. He went in uh, to uh, uh, to jail. He's being held with a for a two hundred thousand dollar reward. Um, he is charged of attempted first degree murder, uh, matter of time, 
they say when when uh, they found out where he was, the sheriff said it was only a matter of time. We knew the FBI knew where he was on Friday evening, but it took until Saturday morning at 5 a.m. before they w- w- uh, marched in because we knew the type of force we would be met with when we served it. Now, listen to this. Thank God no other law enforcement officer and no other citizen was hurt, and now he will face the consequences for his action. Do you think that would have happened if this was about a white guy, that they would arrest the white guy and then say, thank goodness, I mean, we knew we could have been, you know, met with all kinds of force because they're armed to the teeth, but they didn't do anything, and so... He's going to pay for his action. Hallelujah. We're recognizing the individual. His action. Not the group's action. And this is the black. These are black panthers. These are people who said that he actually belongs to. What is it, Stu? The uh, uh, NFA. (laughs) It's... uh, it's a it's a it's a collection of swear words um, that is just uh, we're not going to take it anymore, um, and uh, and so and so he's he's he didn't take it anymore. He went up to this police officer, uh, and the police officer said, "Hey, are you a resident here?" And he said, "Why are you asking me if I'm a resident?" And the police should have just rolled up his window and just moved on, um, but he didn't. Uh, Because he was doing his job. And uh, he then pulled out a gun and shot the cop in the head. Uh, You know, because that was a pretty tough question. That was a really, don't you think, Stu? I mean, brutal. (laughs) How many times, how many times have, you know, people said, uh, would you like, would you like soda with that? Uh, would you like to upgrade your fries? Uh, that happens to me all the time, and I can't tell you how many times I just want to shoot people in the head. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, um, no. no. Well, we've known that black nationalists have had a really well sensed uh, sense of, uh, of of just um, societal norms. Uh, they've, I think, uh, blended in oh, well. Uh, over when the you years. say black, when you say Black Panther, I think storytellers. Right. I think, um, <laughs> uh, you know, outreach to youth. I, I think charitable organization. Last thing I think of is black nationalists that, you know, will shoot cops in the head. That's the last thing. No, and, and well, no. even though. Even though his, uh, his one of the groups, uh, one of the uh, people in his group, in fact, one of the leaders, is the guy that says we got to kill all the crackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, yeah, do we really need know. any crackers? I mean, that's I think that's clear at this point. We don't need any of them. No, it's, uh, it, please say it right. It makes me uncomfortable when you say crackers. I mean, it just oh, screams white. Now I'm <laughs> from the hood. You know, I'm from the mean streets of Mount Vernon, Washington. Mm. Uh, not quite Billings, Montana, but uh, it's still mean down there. And uh, so I know it's cracker. But hey, you do you, boo. There's there's nothing that screams the streets more than a town named Mount something. Uh, that is uh, that's yes, pretty much how it, right. how it works in, yes. in the hood. Yes. In the hood. Yeah. I mean, it seems like um, why you might have the impression 
that black nationalists blend in so well with society might be because most corporations have taken their symbolism and instituted it into their marketing plans. So you're kind of seeing it everywhere oh. all the time, the black yeah, fists right. and all that. So you're like, oh, yes. that's a very normal yes. part of our society when historically, right. Glenn, a bit of an outlier. <laughs> you're right. The they are a bit of an outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so you know, uh, he's a normal guy in every other way other than, you know, shooting the officer in the head. Um, he was arrested, sure, multiple times on domestic battery. Um, but uh, that's why Elon Musk is working so hard on new batteries. Anyway, he had two cases that were dropped and another deferred as part of his uh, pre-trial intervention agreement. Didn't seem to work out well. Uh, Wallace marched with the NFAC. That's what that's what it uh, that's anyway. Uh, this is the name of their militia. Um, the NFAC, the F is for the word you think it is. Um, he, he marched in, uh, this militia, I guess in a parade or so, I don't know, in Louisville, uh, Tulsa and elsewhere as he's a new member of the new Black Panther Party. Um, he also, police say they found bulletproof vests high-capacity magazines, a rifle, a handgun, and boxes of ammo during a search of Wallace's apartment. So, gosh, if we just if we just banned ammo and guns, this wouldn't have happened. A blue alert has been issued for the armed and dangerous Wallace, and the Daytona Beach police chief says more than 500 officers were engaged in the search for him. Um, but, uh, you know, now that they got him, um, it's going to go through this white supremacy court and you think he's going to get a fair trial. I mean, yes, he's on videotape, uh, shooting the officer in the head, but (sighs) what else do they have? Okay. Honestly, what else do they have? Hey, by the way, in a completely, completely, uh, unrelated story. Um, speaking of, you know, white rage and white militias, did you know General Milley, who I've just come to love in the last few weeks, um, he's the guy who said, uh, I won't help you invoke the Insurrection Act to stop the uh, 2020 riots. It, General Milley is. He's the guy, remember last week, that got so angry. Do we have that audio from him last week in front of Congress where he was just so angry, um, very, very upset uh, that he was even mm. he was even asked about critical race theory. Yeah, well, he uh, thought it was important for was... the military to learn about, Glenn. I thought that was an important part of maybe, uh, you know, military training mm-hmm. is to learn just a tad about critical race theory. It's uh, crucial. Well, that and he also said he was, um, you know, he was really lifting the morale, um, Mm. which apparently was very low. I can't imagine why, but very, very low. Um, And so they had a a drag queen contest on our military base, um, which he said really helped, really, really helped. Do we have it from Friday? All the uh, okay. if you go Let back take to the Art of War, Glenn, you'll see uh, mm. in the Art of War they talk about drag drag, drag queen contests to to elevate morale, <laughs> really, and to win uh, very really? difficult battles that you may have uh, coming up in the future. Huh. Okay, here he is. Here he is. First of all, 
On the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll, I'll obviously oh. have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, oh, yeah. But I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy mm. is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand <laughs> it. And I personally find it offensive. Yeah that we are accusing yes. the United States military, our general uh, officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned mm -hmm. officers of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School. So I just want you to know, he's not really upset that we're accusing many members of the military of being white extremists, uh, of being a threat to our nation. In fact, we had to have the whole military stand down uh, doesn't usually happen. Uh, the whole military had to stand down because he was very concerned that there might be some white racist in there, you know, that have been posting pro Trump stuff online. He was very concerned about that, but he is deeply offended that he and others like him would be labeled woke just because we study some theory. Well, you know what? You're right. And I apologize, as I did with Barack Obama so many years ago, because when I said, you know, hanging out with Marxists and studying Marxist theory might make you a Marxist. Uh, and he was deeply offended by that. And uh, and gee, General Milley, you're right. Just for pushing Marxist ideas and racist ideas like critical race theory, <laughs> that doesn't make you woke. No, sir. No, sir, it doesn't. It does, however, to me, mean that you are no longer, what is that phrase? Um, oh, protecting and defending the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign. Um, there was something else. I can't think of it now. And, and white. Uh, I think take it was a foreign quick, and white. It was foreign and white. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Stu. Take a one-minute break. Let me tell you about a new sponsor. It's VidAngel. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to have uh, VidAngel wow. uh, be a sponsor of our program. That's exciting. Right? VidAngel. We've been talking about this for years and years and years. Years. Mm -hmm. Years. Yeah. Years and years and years. I wanted to invest in, in <laughs> VidAngel. And <laughs> every good. one of it. Right? I do remember and that. And every one of every. Right. And everybody who's who's ever advised me on anything, they all said, no, it, it doesn't have a future. I'm like, how does it not have a future? They're going to be sued by all of the big movie companies. Yeah. And I think they're going to win. Well, they did. They did. All these companies that were suing uh, saying you can't edit our you can't edit our movie. Why? Why can't I? Why can't I? Um, it, where I'm not editing it for everybody else to show it. I'm editing the movie or the TV show. I, I can watch um, uh, Yellowstone, and I can take out all of the fun violence. I mean, I mean, so yes, there is gratuitous violence a lot of times, <laughs> but sometimes, like Yellowstone, it's fun violence. Anyway, um, you. Can, no, and and, and God, I, take, I, I, it's not even editing, right? Like what they're doing is that you're essentially skipping no. the parts. I mean, down to the word, like if you say, I would not like to see the word, you know, name your swear, you can take out just that individual swear 
from television yeah. shows, movies. Leave other, a, yeah. yeah, leave other swears. You can do that. You can say, you know, I don't, I'm going to watch this with my kids. So I'd really like not to see them, you know, uh, making it in bed. Or as I mm-hmm. used to say to my, my son said to me once, Dad, what are they doing? Because they were under the covers and it was active. <laughs> and he said, what are they doing? And I said, son, they're looking for Oreos. And he bought it for a while. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And so now he always refers to things like that as uh, probably going to look for Oreos later, aren't they, Dad? (laughs) Yes, they are, son. Yes, they are. (laughs) Anyway, you can edit yourself. Stop being dictated uh, with other people's standards and Hollywood's, dare I say it, standards. Right now, you take charge of what you put into your home. You take charge of what you put into your brain with VidAngel. Go to vidvidangelbeck.com. Go there right now, vidangelbeck.com. Enter the promo code BECK at checkout. You're going to get 50% off your first three months. Don't worry. You can cancel at any time. Just say yes to your kids. Stop being, no, we can't watch that. No, we can't see that. And stop, if you don't say no, stop giving in and teaching your kids all of this vile crap because there's nothing else on TV. Watch all your favorite movies and your favorite show through vidangelbeck.com. Really easy. You're going to love it. Vidangelbeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Top Biden advisor has come out again this weekend blaming guns for the crime surge. By the way, what a busy, 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 busy weekend in Chicago for all those white supremacists. Uh, Two dead and 55 injured in the weekend shootings in Chicago. Those damn white supremacists. Oh, they make me angry. Anyway, um, it is because of uh, guns are on the street. Of course, Chicago has banned guns. Isn't that weird? Huh. Anyway, um, it is not only that um, (laughs) not only the Republicans refused to take guns off the street, but they also were the ones. I'm not kidding. This is what the White House has just said. They're also the ones that wanted to defund the police. If you have half a brain cell, you should be disgusted and offended that the White House thinks you're that stupid that you don't know it was the Democrats doing it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Turns out now Bill Parr, now the official sponsor of the Olympic USA track and field team. Yeah, yeah. My math is a little fuzzy. But I eat Bill Bars, so I'm pretty sure that makes me a member of the Olympic team. I'm pretty sure that that's what that means. Anyway, um, take it from me, an elite athlete, somebody who has been training for this Olympics like it's going out of style. Bilt Bar has delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, which is unbelievable double chocolate unbelievable the salted caramel 
unbelievable and it's about 110 calories it's got net of three or uh, i think it's four or five carbs uh so it's a great snack even if you're on a keto diet builtbar.com go there now use the promo code beck 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order your mouth is watering right now i know it and if it's not it's because you have never had a built bar delicious builtbar.com promo code beck 15 and you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hello, America. It is the Glenn Beck program. Joined by the one and only Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. The outrageously funny and provocative, if I may say. Usually you because may. he's wearing something low cut. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, It is uh, Pat Gray. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Pat. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Good to be here. Um, I'm very excited. I have some, uh, I have some <laughs> crazy stories I would just like you to comment on. Okay. Um, the Olympic hammer thrower, mm. uh, Gwen Berry, Turns her back to the U.S. flag uh, during the ceremonies where she got bronze and uh, mm-hmm. uh, they started playing the national anthem and she turned her back on it. She was very upset. She said that she felt that was a setup for her. Yeah, because when was the last time they played the national anthem at a sporting event? I mean, <laughs> never. Come on. Ne- I've never seen it. He just did that to her. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. See, this is the part that I think everybody is focusing on. I I just would like to focus just for a second on hammer throwing is a sport. <laughs> yeah, it's not a real hammer. You know, that, hammer right? throwing. It's not an actual hammer. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? It's not not a hammer. It's, no, yeah, but it's, it's just not what a hammer. What is it? <laughs> well, it's a. Oh, what is it? It's a ball on a chain. Yeah, right? it's like kind of like a ball <laughs> on a really long thing that they swing around their head yeah. and then they throw it a good distance down the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not okay. A okay, so then let me let me let me rephrase. <laughs> a ball and chain throwing thing <laughs> is a sport. Yes, yes it's been around it for a while. Ridiculous. I will say it has it's not it's been exactly. around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it does. It's, 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 it sounds like maybe medieval times. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to see that, you get a dinner with it for like I don't know twenty five bucks at medieval times. Twenty five bucks. Not a sport. <laughs> what? What downstream <laughs> medieval times are you going to? <laughs> How much are those things? Oh, a lot. Uh, let's see. I took like four people there once so a couple of years ago for about 175 bucks. So yeah. what is that? Uh, you know, it's probably about 50 bucks wow. a piece almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I will tell you that uh, it's been a while since uh, my kids were like, I want to go to medieval times yeah. because... The prince will throw a flower at me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Also, I'll, I'll throw I'll point a flower out, at you. A hammer throw. What, what, what is this bronze? This is the United States of America. Bronze mm-hmm. in the hammer throw? I, I expect gold. We right. should be turning the flag away from her. <laughs> well, it's not the Olympics yet. Wow. That's, so this I was a, an American competition, and uh, all Americans meddled. All that meddled were Americans. However, <laughs> I'm going to be rooting against her come the Olympics, that's for sure. I, how embarrassing would it be if she got up on the podium during the Olympics, turned her back on the, on the American oh, flag? It, oh, and she'll do it. Oh, she will do gonna, it. Someone's going to do it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, going to happen. Yeah. 
All right. The, um, the next story, team. I'd like to hear your comments. <laughs> right, the next bats. story, I'd like to hear your comment yeah. on is uh, downtown Springfield. A crowd of people gathered uh, for the Birds East Aren't Fist. Real rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how mm-hmm. many people showed up for the Birds Aren't Real rally. There was there was quite a crowd there. Mm. They were having some fun. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, <clears throat> it sounds almost like a rally. I know nothing about it, but it sounds like a rally that my son and I would go to. You know, because mm-hmm. we've often talked about how they are. They're clearly robotic. That's why they're sitting on the power lines. They're recharging. Right. That's what's happening there. Exactly. It's the birds aren't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually sounds kind of fun, but I'll bet it has some political meaning uh, behind it. Am I wrong on that? Or you mm, know? I, I think it has a sarcastic meaning behind it. Uh, I mean, they claim that. Okay, well, no, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. They claim they're there for surveillance. All 12 billion birds <laughs> are really just surveillance devices. And I think there might be some tongue in cheekness there going on. So, yeah. Whoa. They're not serious? No, that birds I aren't know. real? No. That Holy cow. Are. Okay. Well, I'm off that bandwagon. Um, by the way, Pat, I just wanted to let you know today. Mm hmm. That a trans feminist activist has come out to say that gendering animals is very wrong. It's very wrong. Um, so you could get milk equally from so, a cow as you could a bull. Uh, just be as easy as. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, well, uh-huh. it's not. You couldn't get it as easily. It's harder to it's milk harder. a bull. Yeah, right. Um, but, <laughs> but, but go, go but, for it. I invite her to try it uh, and uh, and have a big swig of that. Um, and then in the craziest story of the weekend, Mitt Romney said, I take Joe Biden at his word when it comes to his budget proposals. I think actually Romney may uh, may not be real. Uh, he may just be a surveillance vehicle of some sort i i I don't Um, i don't get it with him why 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 is he okay with everything the democrats do why is he okay with the psychotic democrats but the republicans he's got to take issue with all the time he has to bash and bring them down but joe biden let's take him at his word based on what based on what the guy lies continually He's uh, he's out to lunch and he's not coming home for dinner. He uh, has <laughs> serious, serious degeneration problems. Uh, and and this is the guy you're going to take at your word. Wow. I mean, Mitt Romney should be impeached. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say, too, that, like, I think you can take Mitt Rom- uh, Joe Biden at his word when he says if I don't get this multiple, you know, three to five trillion dollar extra bill, I'm not going to sign this bipartisan thing. That's what he blurted out. Mm-hmm. Then he had to walk that back in a blatant lie. I mean, he's he's obviously lying when he's walking it right. back. He said the opposite in front of everyone when he was having to please the progressives. And so he's blatantly lying in the walk back. Taking him at his word it makes sense when when he blurts out something off the top of his head, uh, admitting no, the truth. N- but that's not what Romney means. Yeah, he means the opposite. Romney means he means believe the, the walk back. Who believes yeah. the walk back? Yeah. 
That's the, you know, when unreal. when a when a politician says that the the uh, crime surge uh, is all about guns and not about BLM, not about the lawlessness in this country, um, but it's but it's really because there are more guns on the street and then mm. says. Also, the Republicans were the ones that wanted to defund the police. How do you take that man seriously? How do you take him at his word? If you're willing to say crazy, crazy stuff that the vast, I would hope, I can't even say this anymore, that a lot of people in this country know is false. They know Mm -hmm. that that is false. That's like that's like Biden saying, you know what? It was George Washington that ran up all these bills. I mean, it wasn't me, I'll tell you that right now. And expecting people to believe it. They just, they are so insulting. The way they talk to minorities, the way they talk about minorities, they are, it's so insulting. It's so insulting when they just, they expect you to sit quietly with all of these lies. I I just don't. I, I don't know why people aren't uh, aren't more. Th- th- I'm surprised that he has a 45 percent approval rating. Oh, it's higher. You know, Donald Trump. Yeah. You could say it's higher you, than that. It's, it's you could say Donald Tr- Trump. Is, what's it? Is it really? Yeah, like 52, mm-hmm. 54, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! You could say that Donald Trump was, you know, a a liar. You could say that he was P.T. Barnum, which he was. Uh, he said things that, you know, he really thought was true. He convinced mm-hmm. himself of these things. And, you know, some of them were not true. Okay, I got it. But we knew that one going in. We knew that mm-hmm. going in. This guy has changed everything. Everything he said he was, oh, I'm a moderate. I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not going to do those things. He's now doing them. Right, and it's I don't so. Know. I think I'd rather have P.T. Barnum. It, it's it's oh for, for sure, and it, it's so bad that even uh, Politifact fact checked him on his yes uh, on his uh, speech last week about guns, and they said what we all said that it's a total lie that the Second Amendment from the very beginning limited uh, the guns and the weapons we could use. Even PolitiFact said that's an outright lie. It's it's false. It's malarkey, to coin a phrase from Joe himself. And and that it takes a lot for PolitiFact to fact check Joe Biden. Uh, so so wait a minute. You could you could own a cannon. Yes, you could actually. Yes, the privateers Whoa. owned cannons uh, who were private citizens. Huh. Thus, private. Tears. Well, the good thing is you can't own a tank today. Oh, no, wait. You can own a tank today. You can actually buy a tank. You can buy a U.S. tank. Now, it's not going to have like the firing, the big tank firing pin in it, but you can own a tank today. I, and you could have a cannon back then. I want a, I want a tank. Yeah, why don't I have that a tank? That would really be cool. That's I, the thing that's bothering me about yeah. this whole conversation. Where do I buy a so tank? So there's a guy here in Texas that has a tank uh, that a <laughs> friend of a friend knows. And uh, yeah, of course it's in Texas. 
But he said um, that this guy bought his tank and <laughs> it made some of his liberal neighbors mad. And so he parked it on his front lawn <laughs> just to I love that. make sure that they knew he had a tank. That says Texas. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for Texas. This does. Oh, by the way, um, the uh, I mean, this is the Greg Abbott we elected. Did you see what happened over the weekend? I don't think so. Oh, he said, you remember, he was on the air with us a couple of weeks ago and said, I'm not paying the Democrats. The Democrats didn't show up for work. Oh, yeah. I'm docking their yeah. salary. They're not yeah, going to yeah. get paid. He went through with it. That's great. He's not. He docked so the pay of any Democrat or any Republican, but there were none. Anybody who didn't show up for the sessions, he's not paying. And they're all upset. Now, that's oh the Greg God. Abbott so we, we came to know and love, right? Uh-huh. He's yes. He's yes. Back. Thank you. All right. Tell me about uh, American financing through 2021. The consensus has been that higher mortgage rates are coming. When's it going to happen? How high will they actually go? Timing the market is a very dangerous game. You never win in that. If you're ready to lock in good mortgage rates, it's still a really, really good time to do it. Rates are low and they're apt to go up for the remainder of the year. It's up to you, but act now. You've got to make, uh, you got to make the call to American financing. Please do it today. Um, I will tell you that. They have saved me money. They've saved Stu money. They've saved thousands of people in our audience money, especially when it comes to high interest credit card debt. And when I say high interest, I mean 15 or 18 percent. Uh, 12 percent is going to turn into 15 and 20 because credit card debt, they are going to start hammering you on that. Stop giving the, the advantage to the banks. Right now, call American Financing. Save yourself a buttload of money and get that pressure off of your shoulders. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. Call and talk to them and see how they can help you. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, welcome to the uh, program. Yesterday, I was fortunate enough. I have a neighbor who I just found out has uh, several thousand buffalo. Can you roll the uh, Can you roll the video here? This is. He said, "You want to come out and see the buffalo? I know you are a big fan." And I think this was set up by my wife because he was like, you don't want buffalo. They're really dangerous. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I know that. Can we go feed them? Uh, So we went out and uh, play some of the other videos. They came rushing towards the truck. Look how close we are to these buffalo. And uh, they made a stamp. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You can see it on my Instagram uh, right now if you're not watching The Blaze. But they were right at the truck. Look at the, look at the, see the dust? That is from a, a pack of them running towards us. I mean, it is like something you would see in um, uh, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. And they don't, they don't, you know what sound they make? They sound like they're burping. It sounds like you're at a table with a bunch of 15-year-old boys. 
It was like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Buffalo um, too are, are that weird animal that, like, I think they don't look dangerous. They 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 look like they're just kind of hanging out and grazing and not really doing much of anything. Oh my gosh! And then they're pretty so aggressive. they surrounded us. Dave was the guy who's who's uh, the head of this ranch, and and Bart uh, is the guy who uh, arranges for us, and he was, you know, he works at the ranch. And Bart stood, you know, I stood next, I stood next to David because David was like, you know, uh, he's not the guy who's getting into the the, you know, into their face. Bart was the guy who was getting into their face, and we had our truck stopped, and they surrounded us. And Bart was standing in front of the trucks, and he was just walking around staring at the buffalo. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, I'm telling them we're not here to hurt them. Uh, and this is this is my herd. Don't hurt my herd. We don't hurt your herd. And he said, it works. And we watched him, and it did. They all just, they watched him, and he was just staring them down. Uh, and his body language was aggressive. And he said, if you don't do that, he said, they'll just, they'll trample you. Uh, it, it was a wild experience. What beautiful, beautiful animals. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Big news for everybody's favorite protein bar company. Built Bar is now the official sponsor of the Olympic U.S. track and field team. If you haven't had a Built Bar yet, you are truly missing out. And that's because Built Bar knows that flavor comes first. Did you know that Built Bar has nine really yummy flavors? Plus the occasional limited time flavor. You have coconut, coconut almond, uh, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Um, literally, there is something for everybody. Say you don't you know, know which favorite flavor you have, then get a mix box. Try two of each of the nine flavors, and then you can buy them as you want them. Built Bars, they're not just the best tasting protein bar out there. They're healthy as well. I know, I'm going to throw this in. They have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. You can't beat that at BuiltBar.com. Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% off your first order. That's Built.com. Promo code BEC15. Last Friday, in the third hour of this broadcast, I talked to Dr. Robert Malone, and we only had about 25 minutes uh, together, and we didn't get a chance to really talk about uh, anything uh, of real significance when it came to the COVID-19 vaccine. We did. We talked about the risks. There's some new news on that uh, today. But what I really wanted to hear from him after the risks that we ran out of time was the silencing of people like him and and this system that just seems to want to destroy anyone that disagrees 
with the media or the administration or CDC. I don't even know who is pulling the string here. Dr. Robert Malone is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology that we're now giving people as the vaccine. He's the guy who invented the entire technology. He says there are some things that you should be aware of. He's not obviously anti-vaccine. He's just saying you should know these things, and he's been shut down for saying them. We have him on in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Sometimes in life, you have to learn things the hard way. You've got to stay out late the night before a big test. Or, you know, you have to pee on the electric fence, you know. Can't possibly be as bad as everybody says. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to learn the hard way. The fact that you really, really, really need a good real estate agent if you are selling your house. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, just the other day, and he said uh, that he had uh, just sold his house. And his his response to me, I said, how'd that go? And he said, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't have hired a family member. Uh, yeah. And that's what everybody does it. Everybody's like, oh, you know what? Cousin Bobby, he has he's gotten into real estate. Don't do it. Don't do it. Get a good real estate agent who really knows what they're doing. This is your biggest investment. It's like, you know, I guess I should I, I shouldn't have had that, you know, uh, cousin snotty. Uh, invest all my money. Uh, apparently, he didn't really know what he was doing with, with investing in the stock market. Yeah, don't throw your money away. It's a huge investment. Get a great real estate agent. We'll help you find one as a free service to you at realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. realestateagentsitrust.com. Go with a pro. Real Estate Agents I Trust. Dr. Robert... Malone. I could go on and on and on about all of the things that he has done. Let's just say mm, expert uh, is is really underselling this man. He is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. Dr. Robert Malone uh, joins us again, and I want to get into uh, the censorship, but there's a couple of new stories that are out today. The FDA has added a warning to COVID-19 NRA vaccines uh, or RNA vaccines. Um, can you tell me about this? They're talking about enlargement of the heart. Welcome, doctor. Thanks, Glenn, and thanks for having me back and uh, for the opportunity to talk with you and, and your audience. Sure. I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Um, what, what's been buried in the data, and I think we might have touched on this uh, the other day, we, we have a body of safety data that are coming into the CDC and coming into other databases, safety databases in other governments. And frankly, the, the analysis of that has been lagging quite a bit. So things that we had signals about months ago now we're finally being verified and the whole kind of cascade of how the government reacts has been triggered. As you know, the CDC came out with the ACIP meeting and uh, acknowledged that there is a problem with uh, cardiotoxicity, so toxicity of the heart in uh, young people, children, adolescents, 
And uh, that has now triggered, uh, finally, the FDA to acknowledge that. This is with the RNA vaccines that are genetic. That comes on top of the prior reports and acknowledgement that the adenovirus vectored vaccines, related technology, both based on gene therapy, were causing blood clots. I suspect that you're going to have a similar announcement sometime from FDA and CDC about the risks associated with blood clotting with the RNA vaccines. What I find really fascinating about this is that I got fact-checked by Thomson Reuters and by PolitiFact, um, and the FDA put out a press announcement that there was no evidence of clinical toxicity associated with these mRNA vaccines. At the time they did it, I knew that that was not true because I have the connections within the FDA. And it's, there's, there is a, somewhat of a satisfaction that perhaps it's a little twisted to have the FDA finally <laughs> fessing up that, in fact, I was right. Um, I don't take pleasure in that, uh, absolutely. But my core point, and thank you for letting me put it out, is that the government isn't being fully transparent with us regarding the risks. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take vaccine or it doesn't save lives. I'm saying that I, I, these are currently experimental and the government owes us to be transparent about the risks over it. I want to I want to repeat or have you repeat what you said on Friday, because I thought it was I think this is really important. You're the guy who invented this technology. So you're clearly not anti-vaccine and you're not even anti this vaccine. What you're saying is, you know, hey, the little blue pill can cause, uh, you know, something to go on for three hours. And, uh, you know, if that happens to you, you should go see the hospital. Um, we know that because all of the things, you know, you can die of a heart attack. You can die of this and die of that. And they sound scary as hell on the commercials. But that, those are low risk for a few people. And you should know that it could happen. That's all you're asking for. You're not saying don't take the vaccine. You're saying we should just have some transparency so we know what possible effects are happening. Thank you, and thanks for saying that. We can dive a little deeper underneath that if, if you have time, but uh, absolutely, it's actually federal law. These remain experimental vaccines, whatever spin you may hear from the media, they're not yet licensed. And therefore, all of us that are taking it fall under what's called the common rule that's coded in federal law that goes all the way back to the Helsinki Accords, etc., the fundamental bedrock of bioethics. And that requires that people, those, those rules that are in federal law require that there be transparency about risks, that those risks have to be understood by anybody that's going to take an experimental product, and that that taking of an experimental product like this vaccine, accepting vaccine, has to be entirely voluntary. It can't be coerced. They can't incentivize you. These are our are breaking federal law and fundamental principles of bioethics. So you said a minute ago, you take a little satisfaction and, um, you know, back in 20, I don't know, 11, 2010, maybe, um, I was beating the drum that everybody was missing that a caliphate was coming. 
And that's what was really going on in Syria and and with the Arab Spring, that a caliphate Uh wanted to be formed and it was coming. And I got mocked and ridiculed and you name it from all sides. And when the caliphate came, sadly, I took a little satisfaction of being right, but I didn't want to be right. But the problem was um, that I really didn't have any satisfaction because no one admitted that they were wrong before. And so nothing was learned. They just went on. And that's kind of what I think is happening with you, right? (laughs) Dead on. And and Glenn, please, uh, for your audience, this is not my first outbreak. I've been doing this my whole life, uh, starting with AIDS. I was very involved in the Ebola, uh, what's now the Merck vaccine development in Zika, et cetera. This, okay. For me, being at the tip of the spear is kind of what I do. I'm a little bit of an outbreak junkie. Um, I, I work uh, a lot supporting the DOD in biodefense and have ever since the anthrax attacks. I, I, I get this space. I know how things go wrong. What is a little bit surprising to me and many of my peers that are insiders like this is we just don't seem to be learning we as a system as a country um as a public health service as as and the who i've spoken at the who multiple times been there many times i know what makes that place tick good bad and ugly but um we just don't seem to be learning the lessons each time we repeat them again and again so why why is this what's changed i i don't know one of the things that's different there are some things that my colleagues and i talk about with this outbreak uh and we're perplexed about that are very different one of them is the censorship that's that's quite different um and we the, the censorship extends all the way down into the academic literature it's wicked hard to for instance publish anything that has to do with drug repurposing. So just to, to get on a thread that your listenership probably is familiar with, <clears throat> in the ivermectin story, uh, and I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that ivermectin appears to have prophylactic and therapeutic activity, but it's not a silver bullet. So I'm not one of the uh, swallowed the Kool-Aid crowd on ivermectin, but right. uh, mm-hmm. there's no question in my mind that this argument that all of these ivermectin studies haven't been peer-reviewed and published, therefore they have no value, uh, that's spurious. That's, that is not a valid argument because for whatever reason, it has become wicked hard to, to get through peer review and publish anything involving a repurposed drug. And as Brett Weinstein put out in that Dark Horse podcast that's just gone crazy viral, towards the end, if you listen to him, uh, there's some sort of emergent phenomena going here that is, is hard. It's hard to wrap your arms around. And his, his comment was this whole systemic breakdown doesn't necessarily require some central conspiracy where everybody got together at, you know, the white house or whatever, and, and, Mm -hmm. and cook the books for everybody. It's, it's a series of, of compromises and arrangements we've made. And one of them that I find particularly shocking is this trusted news initiative. 
I'm sure it was set up in the best of intentions, but it has become uh, Orwellian in the extreme. I, I, I can't, oh, as I time. read it and it, I experience so, it, I can't believe it. But it's let there. me stop for uh, so let me stop for sixty seconds, and then I want to get into into that because there's also new news uh, on that front that I'm not sure if you're even aware of uh, yet. You probably are, but most people have not heard the Trusted News Initiative. This is like PolitiFact, and uh, Reuters has the Trusted News Initiative where they fact check. Um, wait until you hear the the story if you haven't heard any of it, and the update on it. It is. It's Orwellian, absolutely Orwellian. Uh, we'll get to that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Um, you know, there are some things that you just, you know, it's, it's not going to better your life by living them. You know, it's like, I learned a great lesson when I, when I lost my legs to gangrene. Now I use some antibiotics. Okay, yeah, well, that's great. You probably didn't have to live through that to get it. One of those things, I think, is cybercrime. It, when it happens, if, if somebody steals your identity or you're a victim of cybercrime, which is becoming more and more prevalent, um, y- y- your life is just destroyed. It takes you forever to get your good name back and to get all of that stuff off of your credit history. That's the, the, the hard part. Well, is it actually actually detecting in time that somebody is trying to use your information and following all of the loose ends that are out there and the new things that are coming your way every day that's probably the hard thing and that's that's why uh nobody can protect all of your information but lifelock i think is the best in the business and they've got decades of doing it uh and if you look uh at lifelock it, they'll not only alert you Hey, somebody's uh, trying to steal your identity or, you know, your your identity has been posted on the dark web. They actually help you fix it. If something does go wrong, they have a dedicated restoration specialist to help you clean that mess up. And that's for you. That's the hard part for them. Finding that, you know, tracking down everything to make sure that you're secure. That's the hard part for them. They solve both of them. I want you to join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. So explain what is going on. First, let me give you the new news. I don't know if you have heard this yet. Congressman Thomas Massey um, uh, has has just revealed Facebook's so-called third party fact checker, factcheck.org, is funded by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. And they have two billion dollars of stock in Johnson and Johnson and so factcheck.org doesn't want to do anything that's going to hurt their funding as they have $2 billion in stock from Johnson & Johnson that helps fund them. Uh, that seems like maybe uh, a problem when they're fact-checking on Johnson & Johnson products. Am I wrong? 
uh, it, it, this is another one of those looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, and it quacks like a yeah. duck. Uh, I would call that right. journalistic conflict of interest. And this, uh, this business about uh, the CEO of, of uh, Reuters uh, sitting on the board of Pfizer is another one. Um, and so yeah. I'm, I, I just pulled that up this morning, uh, thanks to my wife, pulled it out and uh, posted it on Twitter. And I'm getting blasted with people saying, of course, this is a conflict of interest. And it explains why Reuters is running all these hit pieces against J&J and AstraZeneca. That the capture here that has happened, this fusion between mainstream media and pharmaceutical industry blows my mind. I mean, we already have this fusion between the pharmaceutical industry and Congress. Uh, and we have the regulatory capture of the FDA. And like I said, a lot of us, you know, my peers, uh, you know, so-called experts, right? Those of us that do this for a living have just been scratching our heads going, what is going on with all this censorship? And I don't want to go down the, you know, 4chan QAnon world, but Good for you. Good for you. You're way out on the edge on that one. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. They're they're proud of this stuff. They're they're touting that. And and here's the origin of this. It's bizarre. Trusted News Initiative. It was set up initially to counter disinformation, political disinformation. And uh, a year ago, they decided well, let's now that we've got all ourselves together, let's turn it on censoring any information that we determine to be disinformation relating to COVID and COVID vaccines. So they have no, no qualms about censoring me, um, censoring other scientists, censoring patients. You know, the, the 200,000 patients that had a, a, a group on Facebook sharing their stories about their own adverse events Facebook just kills that, you know, drops them off, deletes it. Uh, this is the, this is, you know, I, I read 1984 as a school kid, and, and then it was science fiction. Mm. This is pretty mm. overt. Have you, have you read 1984 lately? No, um, I, I got it drilled you, into me honestly, in fourth grade or something. <laughs> Uh, So same with me. And I thought I remembered it all. You should read it. It is astounding how accurate it is today. I mean, astounding. Like I read, I reread it about a year ago and it was crazy. That, that was Orwell's response to what he saw in fascist authoritarianism. Okay. That, that was, that was what he was writing from was a warning to the future saying this, this can happen. I'll tell you the people that, that I run into now because I, this Brett Weinstein podcast went viral globally. I'm getting a lot of traffic from Europeans and uh, they're really alarmed. These are people that are very sensitive to what happened in Europe in the 1940s. Uh, intellectuals mm-hmm. that think deep thoughts about this stuff. And, you know, they, the, the term slippery slope is often used. We're there. This, this is not okay. We've got organizations that are cross-linked between mainstream media and, uh, and the pharmaceutical industry and uh, public health organizations that uh, seem to feel that it's okay to substitute opinion for fact. All interactive. Okay, Dr. Hang on. Media. 
hang on just a second because I want to pick it up right there on what's really going on with the news media and the the nexus between these corporations and uh, and government and the things that you have experienced uh, as well. Back in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Molly is a listener of ours, of ours here in Idaho. I'm broadcasting from my uh, ranch in Idaho, and she writes about her dog, Darby. She got rough greens for Darby. She said, I want to let you know how much I appreciate this product. Our dog, Darby, a very large 11-year-old German Shepherd, is doing much better since we have been supplementing her diet with rough greens. Her skin issues have cleared up. She seems perkier and less lethargic. She is also on joint supplements, but her joints actually seem to bother her a lot less since she started taking rough greens. Thank you for letting me know about this product. Molly, I have a German Shepherd, too. He is nine. I know. I mean, that's getting up there for a German Shepherd. We've lost ours. We've been lucky enough to be able to have our old German Shepherds um, pass on us about 12 and 13. I can't tell you how much Uno is the same uh, as Darby. Just a massive difference. He does not look like a nine-year-old German Shepherd. He is young and vibrant, and it's from Rough Greens. Rough Greens, get a bag just to try out. It's free. Just pay for shipping. Try it out. See if your dog likes it as much as mine. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Also, see if your dog likes blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Your dog will save 10 bucks off the subscription to Blaze TV. We're talking to uh, Dr. Robert Malone, a guy who the press has done an awful lot of work to destroy his credibility. They call him an anti-vaxxer. He's clearly not an anti-vaxxer. He is the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology. Whatever you hear about him, know this. He is not saying don't take the vaccine. His problem is the system. Something's wrong with the system. And he's questioning, why don't we know some of the side effects? Now, the easy answer that the government might give you is, uh, well, we just can't tell people the truth about all these side effects because it'll stop them from taking it. Well, drug companies, the government, everybody has a responsibility to tell people, hey, you know what? We're going to dig a hole here. Why don't you uh, why don't you sit in this hole while we uh, let this uh, nuclear weapon uh, blow over your head? Um, well, are there any side? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That That's wrong. You don't experiment on people. That's Nazi Germany kind of stuff. And uh, Dr. Malone is here just to talk about really the side effects that are possible. Uh, but he still even says that the options that are on the market now for us are, quote, extraordinary. So he's not an anti-vaxxer. Um, doctor, when I'm when I'm looking at things and you said, you know, the Europeans are very concerned because this they, they've witnessed this before. Fascism really is when the governments merge uh, and make private uh, public partnerships with these giant corporations and control the media. Um, this is happening. And I don't know why it's so hard to believe when every big businessman I've seen on CNN for decades 
has said China really is the new model. Well, that's what China has. It's a fascistic system. I mean, it's communist, but they're merging between the companies and running them and telling them what to do, et cetera, et cetera, is where we're headed. Is is that what you think is going on? Or do you think that's nonsense? Oh, it's not nonsense. I don't know. You know, all I can say is the little slice of reality that I experience directly. So I like to say I don't know much. I just know the things that I encounter, and I'm always glad to change my mind with better information. But in this case, there's something going on here that isn't right. Now, to your point about the Europeans, I had a podcast with a Russian woman in the U.K. Uh, She's a Russian immigrant. She was glad to get out of that old system. And she told me that the Russian community in the U.K., as this was really starting to kick in, As a group, they printed out copies of the Nuremberg Code and took it to UK legislators and said, look, guys, these are the rules. We've lived through it. We've experienced what happens when when governments uh, feel it's okay to to break these rules. And we want to put you on notice that this is not okay. This is not legal. So folks, folks that have been through this live through uh, it have direct experience are are throwing up warning signals and your comments about well, I, fascism there's a lot of discussion about what fascism really is but i think you're hitting on the core i had a a, a senior academic historian talk to me for quite a long time he's also a journalist from belgium and what he said was that he spent a lot of time looking into what happened in germany and uh he noted mm-hmm. that it actually The Socialist Party, what we call the Nazis, were perceived as the leftist party at the time they came to power. It doesn't have to be left or right. You're exactly right. It's fusion, fusion of business and authoritarianism that that Mm -hmm. is at the root of this. And I all I can say is these are the data. This is what I'm experiencing. And it's not right. And we're we're crossing lines here left and right in this mad rush for vaccination. And Glenn, let me say another thing. This whole push to get to 70% vaccine uptake is all based on the idea that that will give us herd immunity. How many of you have heard that? Herd immunity, we've got to mm-hmm. hit 70% uptake, okay? There are no data to calculate the effectiveness of these vaccines to reach herd immunity. That is an arbitrary number that someone, and we could speculate who, pulled out of a dark place. There is no basis for making any calculation to say that 50% uptake or 70% uptake or 20% uptake is the target necessary to reach herd immunity because we herd immunity is about the ability of the virus, the vaccines to prevent transmission from person to person. These vaccines don't cause what we call sterilizing immunity, meaning there's still virus replication if you get infected, even if you've had vaccine, and you still shed virus, and you still potentially can transmit it. Mm. We don't know how efficiently. That means that all this talk about getting to 70%, somebody's just pulling out of, of, of a hat. It's not data-based. And that's what the other thing I argue. We have to stop this fake it till you make it that's been going on from the top since the beginning of this thing. It's got to stop. We have to get to the place where we're making evidence-based decisions on medicine and people's lives. 
Doctor, I don't know when the last time you read um, uh, President Eisenhower's farewell uh, speech. Everybody <laughs> knows the part where he said, <laughs> you've read it, apparently. The, you know, everybody knows about the, uh, the, uh, the, in, the military industrial complex. Industrial complex but in right. that, he also talks about science. Uh, being funded by the government, um, science getting in bed with the corporations and the universities and the government. And I, I look at that speech and say, that is because we didn't stand guard like he warned us to. Um, this is this is the fruit of that. What what a brilliant man and a patriot who really understood the way things work. In retrospect, yep. he's a he's a giant. He is. Um, so to he your is. point, one of the things that your, re- your listeners may not be aware of is this obscure thing called the Bayh-Dole Act. And what the Bayh-Dole Act does is it codifies in federal law that if inventions are made by people in academia or in industry, um, and those are patented, a bunch of the money that comes from selling those patents by the university or by the government goes back to those people. So we now have this even kind of deeper connection that's going on here where we have folks that are making decisions about public policy that are having money flow back to them personally or to their employees and certainly their organization, for instance, the NIH. The NIH receives money and the employees of the NIH receive money from the sales of Moderna vaccine. That's that's just oh the gosh. way things are. It's how we built the system. The same with Penn and the patents that they hold on these technologies. So this, this, I used to think this was a good thing when I was an academic. You know, hey, I get an extra buck every Christmas. But there's something deeper here. It links, when it gets to the point where the people making the decisions, calling the shots for all of us, have financial stakes in that, that's, that's different in my opinion. One last question. Then I, I've got two, uh, two real quick. Um, and we've only got about three minutes left. So, um, as I look at this situation, this thing is causing scientists, doctors to lose credibility. Drug companies are get getting fired. a really evil taint. Um, the government and the media becomes big brother. I can't find outside of money and power and collusion. I can't find who wins in this because it's, I, it, it's distancing from the average person. I I'm with you. And the big loser is going to be the entire here's as a vaccinologist. Here's what I'm going to say. It really pisses me off is that what, what is going to happen? I, I put out a post talking about what's going to happen to public trust. If it turns out that ivermectin is effective and safe and the vaccines have safety risks that have been hidden from us, mm-hmm. it's going to blow open the whole, it's going to compromise the entire vaccine enterprise and it's going to compromise everybody's trust in the public health. Everybody. And, yep. and that, yep. you know, wow, that is a pretty big sacrifice because somebody at NIH has, has, has a belief that we need universal vaccination. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you where it's really going to hit is 
aggravated mothers and students that are being forced to get vaccinated to go back to university right now. That that those people don't have any risk. Those young people, their risk of COVID is almost zero. And yet they're being forced to Mm. take vaccines that are experimental. This is clearly not okay. This is not right. And I think that those that are pushing these things are going to face a political blowback next fall and they're going to regret this and they better think twice about it. Let me uh, ask you if just I need short answers on both of these. Um, Should we be worried? I mean, I'm I the scientists and the government and everything that's going on. They have hurt their credibility with me personally so much that when I hear about a new strain, I kind of roll my eyes, even though I know how this works and I know new strains can be, you know, dangerous. Usually they get weaker, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But, you know, I I know that could be a problem. And I don't want to get to a place to where, you know, an Ebola that I've never heard of it comes out and I roll my eyes because, oh, here we go again. Should we be concerned about the strains that are coming or is this more hype? Okay, I'm going to say something that's that's out on the edge uh, and the data are just coming in. Uh, the Delta variant, I don't think is trivial. I haven't seen these assertions that it's a risk for children. That sounds like scare tactics because I haven't seen those data. There are data in the UK suggesting that if you have had vaccine, um, you have a lower risk of disease being put in the hospital with Delta, but a paradoxically higher risk of death compared to unvaccinated. Now, those don't get excited. Those are early preliminary data. But Mm -hmm. the point is that we need to be data-based, evidence-based, and yeah. get away from what some public health op- official believes is the right thing to say, because that's the way they've been winging it all the way through. And you know who I'm talking about. Um, one last thing. You say that the options available right now in vaccines are extraordinary, but a new Novavax vaccine is even better. You say that's the one. How far away are we from that? It's, I'm not saying it's better in terms of efficacy. What I'm saying is for oh. those of you who are hesitant to take the genetic vaccines, um, you should. there is another option that's coming up that should be available this summer that is much more of a traditional vaccine. It's been developed by Novavax. Gates has funded Novavax big time, so has the government, so it's not like everything's independent. But, but for those right. that are hesitant... I think Novavax, and, and you don't want the genetic vaccine strategy, Novavax offers you a very reasonable alternative. Okay. Um, may, I, may I ask to have you on one more time? Because I want to go into my pleasure, how the... And, and I got to tell you, I'm, I just learned you're broadcasting from your ranch. I'm broadcasting from my 50-acre horse farm in the foothills of the Shenandoah. So, uh, oh, wow. Beautiful. Shout out to you. Beautiful. Well, I'll send you a cow if you send me a horse. Um, <laughs> uh, doctor, thank you so much. We will uh, we'll be in touch because I, I want to have one more conversation with you uh, about the genetic stuff that is going on and that you kind of invented this technology. Um, and I you know, there's a lot of stuff out there uh, that we're screwing around with. And I'd really like to get your opinion on that. So 
one more time. Uh, we'll, we'll book you. Um, uh, thank you so much for your honesty. I appreciate it. Blinds.com, sunshine and backyard cookouts are back in the forecast. And Blinds.com wants you to soak up the savings. You can, you can uh, save a, just a buttload of money during their 4th of July spectacular. You can save up to 45% off everything. It's time to transform that backyard into the perfect oasis this summer. No better way to do it than with their top-selling outdoor shades. Blinds.com makes uh, getting made-to-order custom blinds for any room in your home or for outdoor space a breeze. Whether you do it yourself or you have them handle the installation from start to finish, you are going to save a buttload of money and have a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. It's Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Grab their 4th of July spectacular. Receive up to 45% off everything at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. Uh, we're glad you're uh, joining us today. Uh, I, I, just, I like this doctor a lot. Dr. Robert Malone, we've had on, we had him on Friday and then again today. Hopefully, you'll have him on again tomorrow um, as soon as we can check with his schedule. But uh, you know what I like about him is he speaks like scientists used to speak, how I think they're supposed to speak. He's like, I don't know the answer to this. None of us really do. I think we should all just be honest about what we know and don't know and not have a horse in the race. Um, And we're not getting that. Everyone, For instance... I have no idea if this guy loves Donald Trump or hates Donald Trump. But I shouldn't care about that because it shouldn't affect him at all on what he's saying. Too many scientists and too many doctors and everybody else, they're all affected by I hate him or I loved him. He's operating from the place of science. What does the president have to do with any of this? What do politics have to do with any of this? I'm supposed to figure out if it's good for us or bad for us. And if things are bad, I'm there to try to fix it. Uh, I just I just love him. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone is, I think, an important voice in the in the scientific community thank you very much uh you've heard a lot about home title theft where cyber thieves remove you from your home's title and become the owner uh you better get home title lock Uh, i've been telling you that for a while because this stuff is going on uh you may have seen this facebook breach that happened i think there's 500 million accounts uh, that were exposed to cyber thieves if uh, if the FBI cybercrime expert is on the money, uh, he says that everything the thieves need to take over as the new owner of your home was leaked. Uh, address, personal information, a lot of it's out there. And if it's not Facebook, you know, some your information's obviously available to these guys. If they pick you out of the pile, you don't want to be the person they pick. Uh, if this happens to you, they forge your name on a deed and then you are in major trouble uh do what i did protect yourself protect your home's title with home title lock go to hometitlelock.com register your address to see if you're already a victim then you get 30 risk-free days of protection 30 risk-free days of protection going on now with the code radio it's hometitlelock.com hometitlelock.com the promo code is radio and coincidentally enough we're starting a radio program here in just a few seconds
It's a typical day around America. Nike, the CEO, said, quote, Nike is of China and for China, end quote. That's that's fantastic. Uh, Biden has uh, issued another executive order um, to make sure that the unscientific race training is happening at every level of the federal government. Oh, and there was an exorcism at a Home Depot. So it's the usual Monday here in America. We get to that in one minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Nothing more frustrating than a pair of wireless earbuds that don't live up to the most basic standards. I mean, it's 2021. We don't have flying cars, but can we get the earbud thing right? Um, You shouldn't expect anything less than the kind of... uh, perfection you get with wireless earbuds from Raycon. Um, the Apple uh, AirPods drive me out of my mind. First of all, they look stupid, the big white sticks hanging out of your ears. They are extremely uncomfortable and they continually fall out. Have you ever tried to wear them while you're laying in bed? Unless you're somebody who sleeps on their back. Ow! Now get a pair of Raycons. You're getting crisp powerful sound at half the price raycons look good they feel even better they come in a range of colors Uh, they have customizable gel tops that is for a comfortable fit and it they won't fall out of your ears all the time raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case they stay charged for hours so you're going to get a ton of listening time out of them every time you charge them up raycon right now is offering 15 percent off all of their products and here's all you have to do just go to buyraycon.com slash back get 15 percent off right now at buyraycon.com slash back Hey, there was a <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a report that was just issued from the National Archives. Now, the report came from the National Archives Task Force. When I say task force, Stu, what kind of comes to your it's a task force? Hmm. I mean like almost like a military so, operation. You know, swooping yeah, in. Yeah, military mm-hmm. operation, yeah. They're grappling into the National Archives. Well, they've got their own task force going on. Hey, do we have that CNN race music? Do you remember that, Sarah? That might be kind of a task forcey kind of uh, music. Yeah, CNN said at one point they've got a CNN uh, uh, race team that's going to be out there like a task force. <laughs> and the race team's going to be out there and they're going to jump into action. Yeah. So here it is, the National Archives Task Force on Racism. Well, they just issued their first report, and you will never guess what they said. It's crazy. They say where America's founding documents are displayed in the National Archives was really an example of structural racism. Well, this race team is great. 
They suggested major changes on how the Constitution and other notable records are presented in order to provide context. Now, if I remember the uh, National Archives, and I do very well, uh, you walk in and it's a big limestone building, big pillars and everything else. There's a flag to one side. Uh, There's a flag on the side of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. And here's how here's how racist this is. They have when you walk in, they have this big gate that says, oh, this is important. Then you walk past that gate and up these stairs and they're hanging on the wall in in a in really what is can only be described as an amazing vault behind all this bomb proof glass is the constitution and the declaration of independence and when i say it's a vault i say that because it can take a ground zero missile hit and within a fraction of a second it drops down and is sealed in a vault so nothing can ever happen to it (laughs) structural racism you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying do they do they do that uh for you know the the bullhorn of al sharpton because that is also an american icon that should be preserved no just our founding documents now they also pointed out the fact and i forgot about this they have a giant mural up on the wall they have two of them one is for all of the signers of the declaration of independence and the other one is for all the signers of the Constitution. And they didn't include any of the black signers. Well, I mean, there weren't, there weren't any. But can't we throw a few black people in there? That is oppressive. When you see the actual faces of these monsters, all of them white, without anyone in the archive saying, hey, let's let's sprinkle in some black people maybe a couple of hispanics how about a chinese guy maybe maybe the chinese guy can be right next to george washington can we not reimagine history a little bit so they said also in the uh, national archive you got to be ready for this sarah the national archives race task force (laughs) yeah uh, they, they also said that the National Archives portrays the individual founding fathers in a much too positive way. Oh, my gosh. You know, can I tell you something about Ben Franklin? He was fat. He's a fat, fat, fatty. And I think our National Archives need to, yeah, 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 I know. He was one of the, you know, real leaders of the abolitionist movement, but he was fat. Fat, fat, fat. Fat, fat Ben. Ben's a big fat fatty. That's what should be in the National Archives. The group claimed in a little noticed report, I noticed it, to the U.S. top librarian that the archives own rotunda which houses the declaration of independence and the u.s constitution and the bill of rights is an example of structural racism 
and that the founding fathers and other white, historic, impactful Americans are portrayed too positively. The National Archives Race Task Force also said that the legacy descriptions that use racial slurs and harmful language to describe people of color in communities are like racial slurs, but also they use terms like elderly and handicapped and illegal alien. So as bad as this is, I don't know if we're going to be able to. I mean, those frescoes, they're in there. I mean, we got to dynamite those things out Um, because think of the stop with your white privilege. Think of the pain that that is causing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. It's the truth. But whose truth? Really? A bunch of white people? (laughs) They were the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, and that did good. Right. Thanks, Whitey. Anyway, uh, a lot of people of color uh, come through that rotunda. And so the task force uh, would like to have the National Archives put into context these documents. And their their suggestions are that perhaps we can provide context uh, of these documents in the rotunda uh, through dance and performance art in the space. So you might go there and you're like, I just want to see the Declaration of Independence. No, no, no. Maybe you should see some interpretive dance routine uh, that will, quote, invite dialogue about the ways that the United States has mythologized the uh, founding era. Uh, we, why? First of all, you know me, Stu, and I think you can verify if there is anybody that is bigger in the interpretive dance world uh, than me. I mean, mm. name them. Well, I am a huge advocate of interpreted dance. You are. And that's why, of course, you were named the number three overall advocate of interpreted dance uh, in interpretive dance magazine. Uh, that being said, well, I was, would, uh, that, that was politics that kept me it kept me out of number one. That was a political thing with the magazine. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I was in Auschwitz and I was standing there. I was standing in the shower room and I said, you know, what would bring this home? No. Interpretive dance. Really? And uh, hmm? that was what. See, are you one of those people that thinks that would be offensive? Yeah. A tad, you don't get yeah. the interpretive dance. Yeah, a tad. Yeah, well, probably you would say more offensive than the interpretive dance in front of, you know, the uh, the founding documents. And the interpretive dance is basically because, see, you know, I saw Auschwitz and I thought it's being portrayed. The Germans are being portrayed in a very negative way. And if we could just have some interpretive dance about the good soldiers, 
that were there. Mm, I don't. Can we think balance we do that, that out a bit? <laughs> no, you don't I, think so. Under no circumstances so. should okay. that be balanced out. All right. <clears throat> Strangely, the number three guy for interpretive dance agrees with you. <laughs> Whoa, bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. Mm. Now, um, I guess we could reinvent history and we could say, gee, some of those soldiers, you know, that were working in the camps, they weren't so bad. Or we could also reimagine history and say, you know, uh, there were a lot of Hispanics that signed the Declaration of Independence. So I'm just going to put them into that portrait. That doesn't mean that only white people could come up with it. It just means that at the time, it was white people that did do it. And that you can talk about all of the bad things that you want that have come from the signing of the Declaration of Independence. But nothing will ever get me to believe, no dance, believe it or not, no interpretive dance will convince me that the United States of America, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, has done more to keep people slaves or to keep people <clears throat> to keep people under the thumb and not bring more freedom and more good to the world than bad. Now, lately, you could make that case. Lately, we are when France when, let me say this again. When France says, the French president says, don't buy into any of the crap that is coming out of, of Washington and the United States. Don't buy into all of this crap. When France takes a stand that is correct about us, the world's upside down. world's upside down. <laughs> Well, it's just like you to say the world's upside down. That's because you've been looking at it with North America at the top. How do we know what the top is and what the bottom is? It's a three-dimensional space. We don't know what the top of the universe is and the bottom of the universe. You talk about the world upside down. It's you white people and you, you North American people and you Europeans that made all the globes. Oh, dear God. I, I will say, Glenn, I mean, it's a good point, but it would probably be made better with interpretive dance. And I assume you'll be doing that later on your Instagram page or something from the ranch. Uh, oh, don't tempt me <laughs> because I just might. Don't <laughs> that, tempt me. That sentence was specifically is, designed to tempt you. <laughs> yeah, this is this. This should bother people deeply. These documents, I believe, are sacred documents. These documents have are the the key to end slavery. They are the key. That's not me saying that. That's Frederick frickin Douglas that said that. What did Martin Luther King quote in his I dream of uh, I, I, I have a dream speech? He challenged us to live up to the words that he quoted in the Declaration of Independence. Live up to those words. The problem is not those documents or those men. The problem is we don't read those documents anymore. We're not even trying to live those documents anymore. We haven't tried for at least a 100 years.
And every time we make a mistake, it's because we go off these documents. Oh, the trail of tears. Yeah, yeah. Why was that wrong? Because you were taking property. You were taking it. You were breaking your own word and breaking promises. You were treating one group of people like they're not all men. I don't know. Maybe we should start living those words and understanding those words because that will make us a more perfect nation. Not doing some stupid freaking dance. And I got to tell you, it's a good thing that the Declaration of Independence and all those documents are behind bomb-proof uh, glass. Because if I walk into the National Archives and I see interpretive dance telling me how bad it is, my head will explode. And all of those documents, they'll have pieces of Glen head on them. So please, National Archives, please keep them safe. Because I have a feeling I'm not the only one whose head would pop if I see interpretive dance in front of those documents. But remember, I am all for interpretive dance. I live it. I love it. Let me tell you about Rectech. Grilling out used to be a really long process uh, with a really weird ending. Uh, it always ended up with uh, everything in it on fire. Uh, but then I started grilling with Rectech. Nothing goes on fire anymore. It's I know, I know, I know. You don't set everything on fire? Oh. Because I get really good steaks and then uh, they'd be on fire. And I'd be like, I think the steaks are a little overdone, at least on the outside. The inside, they're still a little blue, uh, might be frozen, but on the outside, they're black. Anyway, oh my gosh, why would you say they're black? Call the National Archives race team. Call them right now. Tell them he's just going on and on. We need a dancer. Anyway, um, I don't I don't do that to my steaks anymore. Uh, it, everything comes out perfectly because Rectech tells you when it's done. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Uh, get one now and uh, up your game when it comes to grilling and smoking, even baking in a Rectech. Check it out for yourself. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. All right, can we just, can we please just talk about something that makes me feel like things are normal for just a second? Yes, Glenn, we can. Yes. Just handed a story, a Home Depot store on Commerce Boulevard in Dixon City, Pennsylvania, has become a site of an exorcism. Ahem. <clears throat> So where do you hold your exorcism in a Home Depot? I mean, we've all done it. You know, we didn't mean to, but sometimes just exorcisms spontaneously erupt. And you're in the Home Depot. Do you do it in the plumbing section? No, you idiot. No, you do it in the lumber aisle. 
All right, because of prices? No, you... Oh, you godless animal. No, you do the exorcism, and I'm quoting, for all of... All of the dead trees that are in that lumber, that, that pile of lumber, look at what man has done. And so they are exercising all of the, the, the lumberjacks DNA and, and the spirit, the mean spirit that was put into that lumber by the mills. I mean, how am I going to build my house with, with demon filled lumber? Why are you exercising it? Why, why, why are you doing that? You, do you need lumber? Don't I, I better not ever see you even whittle. I better not see a clog on you. Nothing. Nothing. It's like vegetarians that really care about animals. Why aren't you vegan? Why aren't you vegan? Oh, because I like my leather belt. Shut up. Shut up. Don't talk to me. If you want your leather belt... Don't talk to me about animals. Shut the pie hole. And for those of you who are going out to your Home Depot exorcism for the lumber. Oh, don't show up in clogs, brother. Don't do it. Don't do it. Back in a minute. Okay, finally something that makes sense. Let's talk about the economy. Uh, the Fed finally admitted they might be wrong about inflation. Really? How'd you come up with that? The reverse repro, uh, repo overnight lending market between the Fed and the banks is uh, now, now uh, set to eclipse $1 trillion nightly every single night. That's just to fit the rules that they don't have enough cash to cover all of the things that could go bad overnight with the foreign stock market. So they they need a trillion dollars every night from the federal government. Hey, may I suggest it's time to look into gold or silver? Because that doesn't seem like it's coming from a healthy financial system. Please call Goldline. Right now, they're giving away free silver with their popular graded $5 Liberty Coins. These are the ones that I buy. They're graded for their weight and purity. With each box of $20 gold $5 Liberties, uh, every 20 you get, you receive 20 of the famous Mind Your Business silver bars at no additional cost. Call 866-GOLDLINE. Do it now. All right, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV today. Yeah, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm just working on the National Archives interpretive dance. Uh, I, I can't explain it to you. I may have to act it out, uh, dance it out, if you will, dance it out. Uh, with my daughter today, uh, live on Inst Instagram. I need to get a pair of tights, though. Anyway, just um, uh, so you just uh, find a couple of pairs of pants from pairs of pants from like two years ago, and uh, su summarize the tights. Uh, yeah, aspect pretty well. You know, I'm an artist too. You don't uh, you don't don't mock at what I'm best at. Interpretive no, dance. That's true. I uh, I'm a I'm an artist. I'm a Renaissance man, if you will. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you. Which are. means basically, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping the plague will come to wipe us all out. You know, it'd be a lot easier <laughs> than just living the rest of our life like this. Um, so, I'm a Renaissance man. You know. Hey, by the way, what's going on with uh, the National Archives? Ha! Huh. Told you so. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? This is why we've been preserving American history uh, with Mercury One and why I am on uh, a holy tear uh, to get uh, as much as we can preserved and protected of American history, uh, both the good and the bad. Um, But we will show it. We're not going to do any kind of interpretive dance with it. Uh, I can give you my word and we will show it. These documents are, I'm telling you, these documents are going to be lost to the world if we continue down this road. You won't see them um, because, you know, there'd be too many dancers in the way. Um, It's one of the reasons why I am painting as much as I am. And uh, my art is all about the story of America. Um, It is the, you know, the story of of the american west about ingenuity about just doing things when you know nobody wants you to be there all of the great heroes of america that we've just erased uh and yes (laughs) black heroes and white heroes male heroes and female as if that social construct even exists and all of the proceeds uh are going to um the uh, to mercury one and um i'm i'm going to ask them if they will use it to purchase more items for our history vault um because it is vital if you have anything anything that uh needs to be preserved uh from history and 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 you think it's it has some value to it I was just talking to a friend of mine who said, I've got this collection of stuff. And I said, we'll protect it. Please, please, we'll protect it. Um, this stuff needs to be preserved. And if it's uh, if it's something of note, please reach out to either me or Mercury One. And when um, we'll we'll uh, talk to you about what it is. Also, if you can make a donation to help preserve American history, you can do that through mercuryone.org. Um, and uh, if you want something back for it, buy one of the paintings. Um, I'm doing a show in July 26th through July 31st. I'll be there on the 31st, um, and it is happening in Park City, Utah, uh, up in the mountains in, uh, in pretty liberal Park City. Uh, and been treated well, and I'm excited to be there. History, you can uh, join us there July 26th through July 31st and uh, pick up one of the, they are pricey, I will tell you that. I didn't set the price. I was a little shocked at the price, a little bit, but uh, all the proceeds go to something really, really great preserving American history. Now, um, I got a couple of things here that I still uh, need to, to get to. Um, 
uh, one yesterday, I was uh, I was out with the buffalo because that's how I hang. You know, that's what I that's how I roll. It's just what I do. Um, I had the great. I mean, this was the greatest thing I think I've ever done. One of one of the top five things I've ever been able to do. Uh, a guy who lives, you know, down the mountain a spell. Uh, he has. I just found out between two and three thousand buffalo. Uh, and they just roam this, how many acres? 13,000 acres, something like that. 13,000 acres. And, um, he said they're spread all over, but you know, if we come with a truck, um, they'll come to us. And I was like, what? That's kind of a bad thing. He's like, no, it's really cool. He said, when you see, you know, a thousand buffalo charging towards you from way off and the smoke is there and you can hear the hoof beats and it, the ground kind of shakes. And I'm like, that's when we get in the car and drive away. Right. Um, but it was amazing, amazing experience. And I have all of it. All the video is up on my Instagram page uh, and I kind of tell you what's going on. But it, 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 it was awesome. Here's one of the reasons why I'm telling you about this. You would think that those who love nature, those who love buffalo, we've got to protect the buffalo. The white men killed all the buffalo. Okay. Yeah, true. Absolutely true. And it was horrific what the white man did uh, to the buffalo. Absolutely horrific. Want to learn about it? Talk to us at Mercury One. We have some artifacts and uh, and some photos of horrific things the white man did to the buffalo. Um, so you'd think that you'd want to make amends and, you know, breed more buffalo. Well, there's only two pure groups of buffalo, and they come out of, at least in America, they come out of our national parks. And the uh, the buffalo ranchers, the people who are raising them, want to breed the cow out of them. And it was amazing. I have never seen this before. I didn't even notice. I think it's in one of the videos. You look at a buffalo and you know what a buffalo looks like and you know what a cow looks like. But some of these buffalo had been bred a 100 years ago to get the stock back up. They'd been bred with cows because there weren't enough buffalo. And so now they look like cows. They don't even look like buffalo. They look like cows. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. And uh, so I said, how do you get the cow out of the buffalo? And uh, he said, well, you know, for meat, most people don't care. It's called beefalo, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, but for the animal, to be able to preserve the animal. And he said, well, you'd have to talk to the federal government. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, they're the only ones that can do that. They're the only ones that have the pure buffalo and we can't get any. They won't let us breed any real buffalo to try to get them back to the real buffalo. Uh, and I said, why is that a protection thing? And he said, oh, no, I, I don't know. You'd have to have to ask them because they kill several hundred of them. They cull and kill several hundred uh, every time, every year that comes around. They got to kill so much so they could preserve. They won't let the average person have a buffalo. You can't buy a buffalo to breed it to make sure that you have pure buffalo. Nope. Nope. The federal government thinks it's much better.
to kill them. So I'm glad to see that the systemic racism and the white man's problem with government, uh, and I'm sorry, with Buffalo, is still deeply embedded in our federal government. Maybe this is what they're talking about. Now, in other news, um, I read a story, uh, that, and it's just titled, Things That Surprised a New Yorker About the Midwest. So, yes, I had to read that. New Yorkers define the Midwest as everything in between New York and Los Angeles. That's the Midwest. Um, this guy seems to actually know that the Midwest is, you know, the Chicago area. But he wanted to talk about the surprising things that he found he found in the Midwest in some of these small towns like Chicago and Detroit. I'm not making that up. Uh, you know, the things he found in these smaller towns of Chicago and Detroit. He said, I grew up on Long Island. I moved to New York City six years ago. I'm born and bred New Yorker. But I found a few things that really surprised me about the Midwest. Uh, you know, as a resident of Brooklyn, I quickly learned it's nearly impossible to have a moment of solitude in New York. Everywhere you look, there's people. No matter what time of day, there's almost no such thing as an empty street in New York. But in the Midwestern cities I visited, now I'm thinking Kansas, you know, and not even Kansas City, just some some place in the Midwest, some place in Nebraska. No, no. He was talking about Chicago and uh, and Detroit. He said, uh, I walked through Chicago, for example, and there were some neighborhoods, especially downtown in the loop, that seemed almost completely empty. Even some of the subway stations seemed deserted. It felt eerie and almost apocalyptic to be walking down city streets alone. Well, that could be a little something to do with Lori Lightfoot. I'm just saying, uh, you know, uh, while the pandemic definitely plays a part in this, it's important to note the vastly different population sizes. Chicago only has 2.6 million people, while New York City has over 8 million Wow, that is that surprised me. Did you know, Stu, that Chicago was smaller than New York? So the first thing that he was uh, surprised by is things move at a slower pace in the Midwest, including trains and restaurant service. He said trains in Chicago run every 10 to 15 minutes, while, I mean, in New York, they run every five to 10 minutes. And that surprised that surprised oh, it's him. deep. It's almost, uh, it makes you yeah. reconsider everything. Oh, you, but, mm. you wait, you wait, you wait. He says, there seems, to be, there seems to be a greater emphasis on nature in some of these smaller towns, Chicago and Detroit, than in New York City. Mm, Detroit and nature are one. That's how I, th- I are, mean, usually because the one. plants have fought back and taken over the old buildings that are crumbling. Exactly right. <laughs> That's not a park? No. That's, <laughs> it's just a home. To my surprise... <laughs> He says, to my surprise, many many Midwesterners told me winters aren't as bad as New Yorkers made them out to be. Well, dude, they were just lying to you about that. Mm. Um, He says, Chicago in the winter, according to some of the locals, isn't so bad. (laughs) They're lying to you. They're definitely lying to you. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. lying. 
I was surprised, however, to see no parking signs that were weather dependent. Wait. I was even surprised. I was even more surprised about how hot it gets in the Midwest. And one of the things that shocked me, every I'm quoting, everyone I met was extremely nice in the Midwest, <laughs> unlike many in New York. I mean, I pedestrians. I love Chicago and stuff, but it's uh, it doesn't seem. I mean, I've been not, there. It's, it's like the nicest city town. in the world. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Pedestrians wave and thank cars as they cross intersections. Things are cheaper in the Midwest. Things are cheaper in the Midwest. It's like a bad and Wikipedia the Midwest page. has. I know the Midwest has more than enough entertainment and culture to keep any traveler busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. He's got more of these. You can look. You can look this up. Things that surprised a New Yorker about the Midwest. He doesn't get out very often, or watch TV, or. He doesn't know anyone outside of his circle. Back in just a second. Man, I'm telling you, this interpreted dance thing I'm working on in my head right now is going to be, it is going to be good. American financing, whether you want to refinance uh, or buy a home, now might be the time to do it. Mortgage rates are still incredibly low. There are still options in the twos. Can you imagine a 2% mortgage? How much money would you save? Please don't go buy a bigger house. You know what? I bet that I bet that I bet that job promotion is going to come through. Yeah, I'm convinced of it. Let's get a bigger house and we can afford it cuz we have a lower mortgage. Please don't do that. Please do the responsible thing. See if you can get your mortgage down into the twos. See if even in the threes, you will save a buttload of money on your mortgage. And if you roll in your credit cards, your high interest credit cards, you'll save even more. You could save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month, every month. It's American financing. Call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 888-727-BECK. I just have to ask you, Stu, before we go, have you opted out of that free government check every month? Today is your last day to opt out of the child uh, tax credit check that will come to your house monthly. Uh, I don't even know what, you, I don't know what you mean at all. <laughs> really? There's been so many advertisements on it. Everybody's going to get a monthly check from the federal government if you claim child deductions on, you, you know, on tax day. And so if you char- if you are claiming child deductions every month, they're going to send you a check and then they'll reconcile it around April 15th. Oh, gosh, I hope they don't send you too much money, but uh, they're going to rec- reconcile it on April 15th. But you can opt out. Today is the last day to opt out. Everybody's automatically in. Uh, you know, there's no training of people for UBI or, you know, trying to make people go, ooh, I get a free money check from the government every month. Um, you can opt out of that if you'd like. Uh, I am today. But if you don't have, if you don't remember your tax ID number, 
uh, you could still fill it out at irs.gov. You just you just go there and, and they're just asking you for a little biometric information. Uh, just but just a little biometric this information. Is the Glenn Beck program.